Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 104. I write in all caps. I find it so funny that people can hear me yelling through the text. January 5th, 2013. Thank you for joining us in our first episode of 2013. Yay! With me this week, I have uh, Patrick. What'd he do? A little sick still, as I mentioned on the blog, but he's doing a lot better, and we're recording this podcast. It was, uh, it was pretty bad last week. Uh, <coughs> um, like that? Yeah. That, <laughs> well, see, that came later, though. Uh, the wife got sick, which got me sick, and um, <clears throat> it was uh, like where those where you're freezing cold. I'm not a person you'll never ever pretty much hear me say I'm cold unless I'm sick. And uh, there was a couple tar- nights I was like freezing so bad I was shaking, <coughs> shaking, and then five minutes later I'd be burning up hot. So that's that one of those sickness. And then after that, ended up with this really bad cough. Which I'll apologize now if I start hacking and coughing in the middle of a story or something. But uh, next thing you know, I have bronchitis. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, just uh, like you said, we apologize for uh, any noises he may make during this episode. Uh, we figured we figured it was better to get an episode out this way than have to wait another week or something. Yep. So, uh, and as you notice, we don't have Frank. Uh, he actually, as far as I know, he got his internet uh, either fixed or, uh, or, or connected on a different um, company. But he had a, today is the first day of the, first day of the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. And so he actually had a party going on. So he lives in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati Bengals were in the playoffs. So yeah, and well, they <laughs> yeah, I know, I heard. And we didn't we didn't expect to record today. It was kind of like a last minute thing. So you know, I totally understand. Um, Frank will be back next week. He he's actually excited about being on the podcast again. Um, he was talking to me today about you know he's been playing so many games he can't wait to talk about them. So that's that's always like to hear that. Um, okay, as for podcast news, I, it's not our podcast, but I'd like to let everyone know about an upcoming, um, I guess you could call it event for Intrepid Audio Productions, which is, uh, their website is beyondtheheadset.co. They're doing a March Madness-style tournament for sports movies to determine the oh. best sports movie of all time. Um, so basically, this will be... On both their Chicago Sports Update and From Page to Screen Stateside podcasts. And uh, just to tell a little about it, in in the coming weeks I'll have more, but to tell a little about it, it's going to be 16 movies per region, um, or per, per division, I mean, and which is divided up in, the divisions are, are basically divided by sports. There's going to be football, baseball, basketball, and other, or miscellaneous. Um, of course, that makes sense because most movies are made either for football, baseball, or basketball, uh, at least here in America. Um, so go check that out. I believe that'll start uh, – he didn't give me an exact date of when, when it's going to start. Um, I will keep you up to date on our um, on our show about that. Uh, but for now – that's uh, basically the information he's given me, and so look forward to that. If you're a sports fan, 
a sports movie fan, then you definitely want uh, want to pay attention to this. I, I think Patrick's going to be pretty excited to yell yeah. at yell at his computer sure. as they say things that he doesn't like. Um, speaking of sports movies, I found an interesting little fact out today. Oh yeah. Did you know? I don't even know if you ever seen. Have you ever seen the movie Rudy? Uh, no, but I, I know all about it. I just never uh, seen it. Well, you're that's you're un-American for never seeing that movie. Whatever. Anyway, sports movies. I found out today that and a character I remember in my head seeing, but I guess since he was so young, I didn't realize it was him. But Vince Vaughn was in Rudy. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, go check them out again. It's uh, beyondtheheadset.co um, for their for their podcast website. Um, and I will keep up information about them on here. And I gotta I, say that uh, top couple of top movies for that gotta be Varsity Blues. I hated that movie. I know. Just just go, just move on. Just move on. Varsity Blues. Uh, Rudy. Vision Quest. Oh, well, I guess he said, yeah, Miscellaneous said because it's a wrestling movie. I was going to say, I wonder how, how if he's going to go into, like, fantasy sports. Not fantasy well, sports. But it, well, no, no. This I'm not talking about, like, WWF. I'm talking about real, it's about college wrestling. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, uh, like, Shaolin Soccer movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It, no. it. It's a Chinese movie, but it, it's it's really, really good. And it, it's it's basically a soccer movie, but it's, like, supernatural almost. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. Now, miscellaneous, does that count, like, fighting movies? Because, like, that's – you I, got Karate Kid. You got Never Back Down. I'm guessing like that. it's going to be team, team sports, actually, now that I think about it. Huh. Well, let's just uh, ask you, what do you what is your favorite sports movie of all time, Patrick? It's, it's like I said, it comes down to a couple. Um, I mean, Varsity Blues is definitely one of them. Um, Rudy – uh, oh man, I I couldn't pick, and I couldn't major league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, major league was great movie, and it's it's yeah. Well, anyways, yep. All uh, right, so let's let's move on from that. Um, all right, let's get into what we've been playing, and because it has been a little over three weeks, I believe, since our last podcast, we have both have huge lists. I actually thought I was going to beat Patrick in mine, for, which would have only been the second time in 104 episodes. But uh, this morning, he decided to add a few more and uh, overtake me. So uh. um, so I'm just going to say my list consists of uh, 10 games, and Patrick's list consists of 13 games. Yep. Yep. All right. So um, a few of these I'm going to talk extended about. A few of them I'm just going to mention. The first one that I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be talking about more probably next episode. Um, I just wasn't ready to give a review on it. Is Dishonored. <coughs> Sorry. I, I, okay. I bought Dishonored um, during Black Friday sale. I heard great things about it, but it was one of those things that's like, do I really want to – um, spend sixty dollars on an original IP, and it turned out to be only an okay game. Uh, I would I would spend sixty dollars on this any day. This is one of my top twenty games of all time. Uh, hey, I still gotta pop that in and play it. May even be in my top ten games of all time. That's how good this game is. 
Um, I, again, I will talk more about it next week, but to right now, I will say it's a cross between the stealth of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, the dual-wielding and kind of powers, even though they're not exactly like the same, as, but as uh, Bioshock. And... Um, yeah, we, oh. we discussed that one. That we, in fact, we named our podcast after. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I already talked. I already said that part. But yeah, so I but I beat the game. Is basically uh, I beat the game, and I was gonna go back. They have um. So I thought that they would have a new game plus in this because they have it to where you can just select any mission kind of thing. Uh huh. And uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Maybe it's like a new game plus where you keep all your stuff and you can go back to the mission. Well, no, you only keep what you had up to that point in the mission. So, you know, what if... What the hell was that? What? You got quiet for a second, like you stopped talking, and then all of a sudden I heard something like... In the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I should mention before we go on is my internet now that I've moved and everything is not as stable as I'd like it. I have to go to talk to Comcast this week. Um <laughs> It's just it's it's ridiculous. It's it doesn't even work. The router they gave me doesn't even work with my uh, Xbox 360. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, so. I didn't mean to rush. I just heard that. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know if I cut out too bad because then I'll repeat what I said because yeah. it won't record. Um. So yeah. So uh. But when you go back and you try to replay the missions, the major problem is you 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 just have the same things that you did at that part when you played through the first time. So it's not like you can go through um to the first mission. And replay it all powerful. You know, there's no there's no reason to go back in an uh, old mission. Unless you're going to replay the game, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, it's just one of those things. Uh, I was really looking forward to replaying it, and I still may replay it from the beginning, but I'm not, I'm not going to go back and uh, just, just, you know, replay it uh, mission by mission. It, it just, there's no reason to. Uh, next game on my list is Lego Lord of the Rings, and I'm liking this a little more than I thought I would. Um, well, my brother was telling me the ratings actually were a little lower than other Lego games, but uh, truthfully, this game is by far my favorite Lego game. If you want to find out exactly what I think, I put a um, post on, on our website for it, but I will say that this is probably the best Lord of the Rings experience in gaming out there. It's a lot of fun, and it... You, the missions themselves feel really epic. You you pretty much quickly forget that you're playing a Lego game. Hmm. So, if you like Lord of the Rings movies, especially because it uses dialogue for the movies, then this is the a game you might want to check out. One thing I liked about it was, yeah, that they actually had speaking in it instead of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do have some of that, but, you know, all the dialogue is from the movie. Everything else is grunts. But it's very little because most of the, you know things they say is from the movie. And another thing that's pretty funny about it is they use a lot of com- com- comedic parts. Like, um, for example, in the very beginning when, you know, in the movie, in, in the first movie when uh, Gandalf, he throws the envelope with the ring inside the fire. Uh-huh. And that's how they find out it was the one true ring, right? Well, in this movie, or in this game, he accidentally drops it in a, a hot cup of coffee. And what? Yeah, and that's how he finds out it's the one true ring. So, you know, it's, it's comedic stuff like that that it actually, actually it, it's pretty funny. All right, uh, next game is uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics for the Wii. Um, you know, it was Tis the Season. I, I was uh, at my brother-in-law's during Christmas, and I have two or a niece and two nephews over there, 
and so it was. I actually had a lot of fun playing it. Um, uh, huh? I said, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a lot of fun. I wouldn't buy it, but you know, it's fun to play with uh, relatives during Christmas time. Uh, another game that I played, and I played, I probably played five six hours over a two day period, and then another couple hour, about another hour. Um, on New Year's is uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I absolutely love that game. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, my brother got a 3DS for Christmas, so he. I'm still been thinking about getting one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, because I, I want to play the new Kid Icarus game. Well, I'll tell you, if you get one, definitely get the XL. That's what my brother got. It just it just makes get more what? sense. The 3DS XL. Oh yeah, yeah. It's only forty dollars more if I was gonna get it and. <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah so I, yeah so yeah he got the 3ds xl and um that's the one game he got with, with at christmas since then he's bought more so i played a little uh new super mario brothers 3ds um i also helped my niece in lego harry potter ds she just was having a problem getting through a level so i helped her so thought i'd put, throw that on there i did play a little just dance 4 not too much i mainly watched and recorded my uh relatives my in-laws i mean uh, I purchased, and I'll talk more about my purchases in a second, but I purchased SimCity 4 Deluxe on the Steam sale. And uh, it's funny because after I purchased it, it said, I was looking and it's like, most computers these days that run Windows 7 or Windows 8 can't even play this game. So I was like, I was expecting to have to do all these, like, you know, altering of the uh, stuff just to get it to play. Uh-huh. Um, but... As soon as it downloaded, as soon as it installed, I just clicked on it and it worked fine. So I, I'm one of the lucky ones, basically. And I did throw in a couple tweaks because it's native uh, to the you know regular old resolution and everything. I made it I made it up up res to my resolution and stuff like that. Um, but I have my city going, and I don't know if have you played much SimCities before? I don't play that game. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I didn't think so, but well, basically in the old SimCities, like. The SimCity... Uh... Oh, wait, SimCity. I thought you were yeah, talking about no, Sims. For no, not I heard Sims, Sims and that's automatically clicked in my brain. No, I've never played that. Okay. Yeah, like in the old games, like SimCity uh, 2 and, and 3, it would take a while before you even start getting any kind of populace, and things wouldn't grow right away. They wouldn't grow that fast. A lot of times you'd have to use the speed boost to uh, get things going pretty good. And But th- in this game, it's like everything grows quick you know uh uh, buildings come up quick and all that stuff and all of a sudden you know i'm only a couple years into the game and i'm almost out of space now granted you can expand your you can take your money i think and uh start a different city like right next to your old city Mm -hmm. Uh, and you actually have a whole whole like area uh plot of land instead of instead of uh just one map like in the old games so it's one thing it's like you know you start a city and it gets too big for that area, so then you take what you've learned and and your assets and build a better city. You know, I think that's the concept. But it's just it's just uh, I almost covered the whole map and um, my first map, and I only played maybe two hours. Huh. So you know, it's just one of those things. Um, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it though. It reminds me of the old one and the new Sim City's coming out uh, this year. So I'll I will I will be buying that. Uh, well, if it's any good, I don't know. You know what I mean? You probably will. Yeah, probably. All right, next game I played is Mega Man Cross Street Fighter, Verse Street Fighter, whatever you want to call it. Um, I played... And I had to remind him that he played it. Yeah. I. It came out on the 14th of December, uh, or ni- 19th of December. 
And I don't think either of us downloaded it until like the 20s. No, I guess it came out on the 14th. I think I downloaded it on the 19th. Well, anyway, uh, I know we downloaded both downloaded it after our last podcast. And uh, did you ever play it much? Uh, I a little bit. Yeah. It kind of it crashed on me. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um, I I know there's supposed to be a patch coming for it soon. Oh okay. But uh, yeah, uh, I was playing it. And the damn thing crashed on me. So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I I played it. I played it a good hour. I beat the I beat one stage and couldn't beat any other stages. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it, and I know that uh, I think Mega Man. I don't. I could be wrong. But did Mega Man 1 and 2 have saves at all? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. You well, that they had was, <coughs> like, if you died, they give you a code. Yeah, see, that game, this game doesn't even have that. I was hoping for that. Because even if there was a code or a save, I could not figure out how to save at all. I'm like, are, do they really expect us to beat the whole game in one sitting? Well, I guess so. Yeah. So basically, uh, I thought maybe it was autosave. So after I was done, I got annoyed because it's it's just like Mega Man One and Two. I mean, it's just as hard as Mega Man One and Two. Did you? Uh, which bosses did you beat? Uh, just uh, Rolando or Rolo or whatever his name is. I went after Chung Lee. Yeah, I I did I get to no I got to Ryu as a boss. I could not beat him. And I got to uh, Rose as a boss, and I could not beat her. So I almost beat her, um, but it was like weird. It's like he had a shooter hella times and like this other bar like went up the more you shot her. And uh-huh. once that went up, then it started hurting her health. But then when that bar went away, you had a shooter and brought, bring the other bar up all the way again. And then it would start taking away her health. And I was like maybe one shot away from winning. And I got, and uh, she hit me with uh, one of her attacks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was it's pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it anymore unless they bring a save system to it. You know, it's one of those ones I I wouldn't mind picking up every once in a while if I didn't have to play it over and over again. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, the last. Okay, game... Now I can't even hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Yep. Good. <laughs> the last game on my list um, is called Ingress, and it's a game that's in beta, uh, beta right now for. Uh, Android, and basically it's a, uh, it, it uses your GPS and stuff, and basically, um, you go around collecting, you go around doing missions, basically the storyline is, scientists created a, a certain matter, and the matter got out, and is, is threatening to destroy the world, or something like that, and basically the concept of it is, is you, you can walk, or drive, or bike around, collecting, doing missions, collecting these, uh, Samples, I guess, basically, and um, you can join like teams and stuff. And I think it's I think it's by region. I'm not sure. And basically, it's it's a it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird because it's an ongoing game that'll never end. And but it encourages people to go out and exercise and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, but it also you can actually drive around and get it. So then again, it's kind of like you know you just have to have your program running your app running while you're driving and you'll collect stuff hey man after you're you're done with your your list man i think you should take a break real quick why because i you're cutting out horribly oh all right well uh in, yeah it's called ingress and you have to, it's on in beta right now for um uh, android so you can go sign up on the website if you're interested 
before I end my list and, and I reset my router, I just wanted to list off my Steam Holiday sale pickups. Uh, more than I'd actually like to admit, but hey, I'll go ahead and talk about them. Civilization V, SimCity 4 Deluxe, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, Terraria, Universe Sandbox, Witcher 1 and Witcher 2 Extended Edition, both of them, Jade Empire, and a game called To the Moon. Now, granted, all those 10 games I spent probably about 40 bucks on. Uh, oh, actually, I picked up another game today. What game was that? Um... I don't have Steam open. Uh, Ace of Spades, I think it's called. It's a shooter. It's, it's it looks really good. So I just picked up eleven games to, during this season. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's my list. We're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna reset my router. Hopefully that'll help, and we'll be right. Back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, we're back. I changed around a few things. Um, it should work better now. I not only reset reset the router, but uh, there was a program running that was using the internet, which I don't think should have affected it, but it might be. So, we're back now, and everything should go smoothly. So, let's uh, get going into what uh, Patrick's been playing. Hell to the yeah. Hell yeah. So, alright, um, well, obviously, first game, Gears of War 3. Of course. Uh, very natural that it would be there until probably Judgment Day comes out. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um... It still drives me nuts, and I really hope that it's not going to be in the new game, even because it would make no sense. Uh, but like the sawed-offs, oh, and retro guns, yeah. like it would make no sense for them to be in Judgment Day because this is pre, this is uh, like at the beginning of the Locust War, so yeah. they had all their we updated weapons, um, and uh. Well, I can maybe see the retro because they were talking about <clears throat> if you read the books that the they had I'm <coughs> <coughs> sorry uh, the uh, retro <coughs> they had the bayonets but they were breaking off in the locusts like they weren't strong enough and that's when Marcus gave his dad the idea for a chainsaw on oh, the gun. Okay. So maybe those ones which would kind of still suck but definitely sawed off shooting begin there. Yeah. They had their they had all their other weapons and so that that weapon should not be in the new game but I don't know if they'll add it because you know hey it's it was in the last one. Yeah, that's true. That's stupid. Uh but um yeah, so uh, we got pissed off the other night at that game. So we went on to my next game. We went a little old school night and threw in Gears of War 1. Nice. Which we only played for about 20 minutes because no one joined. and Well, one person joined, but we had to kick them for being stupid. and So <laughs> we played and killed each other for a few minutes and then said, oh, well, and turned it off. Yeah. It's kind of fun to play on some of the older maps and look how it was when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, played some Dead Island. Cool. That's just... Dead Eyes, Dead Island, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep, pretty much. I'm like, I love that game, and I can't wait for Riptide to come out. And according to what I understand, it's not coming out till December of this year, so. Oh. Uh. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, still chugging along in that game. I believe I just finished Sequence 7, and I am in Sequence 8. Cool. Uh, I, I, uh, what's it called? The, um... 
some of the scenes with with the boats, man, it's just awesome. Oh yeah, the combat and all that is just and it it the way they did it is so it's so good that you really feel like you're 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 uh, captaining the ship and you're you're turning it and everything. It's just it's just awesome. That's cool. Uh, I finally got the Star Ocean back from, I guess, I guess you got it from Kevin. Yep. Even though you didn't get my strategy guide. Uh, <laughs> yep, I didn't it's realize. Been, it's been sitting on my uh, desk here, and I've been looking at it every, all, all bunch, and I'm like, I kind of want to be playing that. I kind of want to be playing that. I kind of want to play that again. Because like I told you, like I, you know, now I know about things, you know, as in like, okay, I know who to make a tank. I know who to fight freestyle. I know who to make my healer and stay out of trouble. Yeah. I understand. After playing Final Fantasy thirteen, I kind of got more and in and Dragon Age. Yeah, I was going to say Dragon Age. I really got a grasp on th- I mean, there's still stuff that kind of confuses me and whatnot, but I got a grasp on how to do things now. And you've also played, you know, Star Wars and Rift, which also yeah. kind of uh, explained about classes more and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, like... With the, um, with the, uh, when I played it originally, there were certain characters I just really liked, so I just kept them in there. Yeah. And, uh, but now that I know, you know, like I said, I'm not that far. Um, I'm on the first island, or first planet where we, we were headed to when we crash landed, and I just got my third party member, so... It's, I, I'm kind of far off from doing things, which, but I... Which character is the third one? Um, Fitz. That's the alien guy? The Yeah, the one looks like an elf, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I With thought. With the green hair? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but now I know, you know, I, I know there's... I already know which two, the two girls that are basically your healers. Yeah. And, and I know the people that are supposed to be your tank, so I, I can keep them in the game have them set to what they're supposed to be set, you know, and that way I'm going to be able to do this game a lot easier. The other thing, I, I remember this when I was playing it originally, I was like, I don't want to have to stop and fight all these, you know, like you can just walk past them. Oh, yeah. Maps, I'm like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to fight them. Yeah. And now I find myself, hey, there's one over there. Let me go kill him my way, you know? Yeah. You'll, you know, it, it's a to me, it's a unique thing about video ga- or RPGs. It's uh-huh. like, Sometimes when I turn on the game, I'm like, ooh, I want to fight every monster I see. And then next time I turn it on, I'm like, I don't want to fight anybody. (laughs) So, you know, for me, uh, and that's okay, because, you know, if you fight more one time, then you can fight less the next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's it called? That's it, but it's like, it's just the fact that, like, before, I I didn't have the patience for an RPG. As much as this game looked good to me and I wanted to play it, I just didn't, I still, at that time, didn't have the patience. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, I was young, um, not in the sense I was young my age. I mean, I'm a young... RPG fan. Yeah, so... Well, I got some great RPGs if if you want to play them. Um, Some that are this generation, but if you want to go back into older generations, there's some of the best ones. But uh, 360 has some really good ones, too. Um, the next game I played is an uh, arcade game I downloaded on 360. It's called Zombie Apocalypse: Never Die Alone. I've talked about it before. Um, I got pretty far in it, but then I realized it's a, this game is like, like we were talking about with Mega Man. It's like if you die, 
There's no checkpoints or nothing. You have uh-huh. to start whole level over. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you told me about that. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, the other thing is is there's no there's no really like a save point where I can just sit there and say continue and, and then just finish it. You pretty much they want you to finish it in a setting. It's setting. Um, now, granted, it is multiplayer. Um, I just kind of set it to where only I can play. Uh-huh. Uh, but the other characters are still playing. They're fighting along with you. And if you, if you, if you, it's more designed for multiplayer because if you play with more people, they're not going to be so stupid just to stand around and get hit by certain things. Yeah. What I'm I'm trying to remember is you said it's free or did you? I don't remember. No, I'm just trying to think. Uh, what's it called? Zombie apocalypse? What? Zombie apocalypse. Never die alone. Never. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to remember what it looks like. Okay, I remember. It's not free. Yeah. Because I downloaded the demo and and I liked it, but I remember yeah. I was gonna buy it if you did, and then you bought it, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Let's see. Next game I played. Um, Big Game Hunters demo. I forget the. I should have got the whole title of the game, but the the new one coming out for 2013. Um, it's hella funny because I'm like sitting there screaming out a game, and 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 my brother's like. What are you playing? Like, you're going to play some scary-ass game, and I'm playing big game, game hunters. Uh-oh. But um, uh, I had to fight a hippo. Uh-huh. But, like, it's, like, in tall grass. So, like, it's charging at you, and, like, la- you have to jump out of the way. But sometimes, like, last second, you don't see it. And all you see is this big-ass, humongous hippo mouth, like, just ramming into your face. And I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually almost downloaded the demo, too. Um... But, uh, you know, I write mine all in all caps, so you should fix that. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Anyway. <laughs> a, B. Uh, how do you spell it now? Now you made me forget. It, but the whole name is Cabela's Big Hunt, Big Game Hunter 2013. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching. I'm, I'm looking at my show notes, and I see uh, Jeremy editing my post of, to what the whole name is. And I'm like, and I always put everything in mine in caps so I can keep mine separate from everybody else's stuff. And. Yeah, it actually works good that way too. Um, let's see. Uh, finally, The Walking Dead. I finished it. I'm upset. Uh, well, you're upset, but you're not no, dissatisfied. Not, sucks. Huh? Like, I'm saying I'm not like I'm like oh I'm mad because the ending sucked or um but I, I I'm like it's I'm, I'm mad or upset the way that you know it's the, the ending like uh, the I don't way want... it ended. Yeah, the way it ended, it, it, it's not like I'm not satisfied with it. I'm unhappy yeah. with some of the stuff that had happened is what I'm saying. is The game is awesome. It's not like it was a bad ending. It just was – it made you go, like, really? Right? Basically, I mean, it's not like yeah. – I mean, because the way I look at it is, you know, as, as a writer, the way I look at it is it has you talking. I mean, what did you do? The first thing you did as soon as you beat it, you were like, let me tell you about this ending. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's good. Yeah, um, um, there's just something that there's something that you do in the game that I thought was gonna make things end a different way. Mm-hmm. I know I'm being really like skeptic or not skeptic. <laughs> skeptic. Uh, um, now you got me messed up. Uh, cryptic on the way I'm saying this, but I'm like I don't I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, no spoilers, basically. Yeah, I definitely don't want to spoil anything, and I want people to go out and play this game. Yeah. Um. Uh, even if you're not a big fan of The Walking Dead or something like that, you know what? If you're into a good story, 
I mean, this is just phew, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm actually really looking forward to playing the game. Um, and you know what's uh, funny? You you told me you know you you told me the ending and everything, and I probably will not even remember that when I play it. <laughs> well, you know, but the thing is too is you might have a different. Well, the outcome will come either way, but the way you get there is could be way different than mine because you have choices you get to make. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, uh, I wonder. Okay, well, yeah. So go ahead. Sorry, but uh, I mean. I just honestly can't wait for season two. Oh, so oh, that's right. We we confirmed that, huh? That there is going to be a season two. Two, and I honestly can't wait for it to uh, happen. I just don't like the way they did a couple of things. Like I said, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. For the season one, um, we kind of discussed it. I'll probably talk to you, knowing me. I'll talk to you about it again. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> off off of this. Hey, uh, just to uh, mention it to you, um, I know you probably don't care, but uh, The Walking Dead, uh, all five episodes on sale on Steam right now for twelve fifty. Um, yeah, they also had the first game on XBLA for free. The yeah. first episode, excuse me. But uh, that we that was I put that in the show notes, but then I took it out because. Oh, you it did. Was, it was only for a short amount of time, and I don't even know if it's still free. Yeah, yeah, I wish I had known because I would have downloaded it. Between you moving and me being getting hella sick, it's just uh, yeah. Play, so I was just like, "Well, I'll just take it off because I don't want to say it is right now." And then by the time it comes out, it's not. So yep. yep. Uh, okay, so uh, off of my 360, uh, onto my PS3, uh, mm-hmm. I played God of War. Um, still for the Nerdgasm Challenge. Cool. Did you write uh, any new posts yet? I haven't. I actually didn't. I didn't play as far as I, I could have. Yeah. Only played for a little bit and I started getting like uh, wheezy and stuff and so I just stopped. We, I, I, I know that's the right word but whenever I hear that term I always think of uh, uh, the Jeffersons. Stupid. Uh, um, but uh, so I got to play a little bit more and then I can do another write up. Cool, cool. Uh, also I, for Christmas I got PlayStation All-Stars. Oh yes you did. Um, some of the characters they made kind of weak. Yeah. Uh, their powers and stuff like that. Um, others, like, uh, Kratos, for example. Um, there's still a couple of characters I haven't played. But, uh, Kratos, for example. Uh, Nathan Drake is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? Playing as Nathan Drake. Um, who else? Uh... Uh, who was it? I'm thinking. Daddy. Oh, what? Who? The Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. Um, there's still other characters I haven't played as, but then like I didn't really like. I, I gotta give it another try, but I didn't really like how Dante played. Uh huh. Devil May Cry. Uh huh. I didn't really like how they had him play, but I gotta try it again. But see, here's the thing: is you say so you have, um. The square, triangle, and circle button all do uh, moves, and then like if you hit up and um, up and square, up and triangle, up and circle, all going to be different moves. Uh huh. I mean, like so, kind of like Smash Brothers. Kind of, yeah. Like so, your square button is going to be like your normal punching, but then 
there's like a, maybe a, a uppercut or like you know, depending if like they see Kratos, he's using his blades, uh-huh. so he might do an uppercut with that or something. But then like when you get to triangle, that's getting the more power moves. So like each one will have you know, and then I think cir- circles like your big power moves. But then like I said, some of the the transformations are freaking badass. Like I was playing at Sweet Tooth, uh huh, and uh, <laughs> he uh, his final transformation. Like you know, for the like your special power. Uh huh. I guess that's transformation. I'm not here talking about like it's Dragon Ball Z or something. Yeah, yeah, just just their super move or whatever. Yeah, like they're, if if you get it all the way up to three, and you you get it to go. Uh huh. There's nothing no one can do to you. Oh yeah, it's kind of like the last Super Smash Brothers too. That's cool. Hit combo like one hit KO. Yeah. But Sweet Tooth is pretty cool because he, ha- he 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 tr- transforms into a. Uh, or he gets like the um his his uh, his ice cream truck. Uh huh. That's what I figured you'd say. Yeah. Giant, like a robot, which is like in the in the remember the the, the uh, game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Twisted Metal game, the new one, how they showed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that you know, and he shoots missiles and shit and stomps around. It was pretty. It's pretty sick. And like Kratos, his he gets hella big. Like uh, when he opened up Pandora's box for the first time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, they have some pretty sick ones. Cool, cool. So now, uh, let's see. Mega Man X versus, uh, or Mega Man X Street Fighter, like we were talking about earlier. Um, like I said, the Crash Zombies, I haven't played it since, but. Oh, yeah. Patch coming out for it. Um, I'm glad I, we got the control. I got the controller to work because. Even with the controller, it was still kind of hard, like, with some of the jumps. Like, yeah, it, definitely. Like, there's not, like, that button to make them run faster to jump. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just like Mega Man 1, so, um, yeah, I, I don't, I think we said, I said this off the podcast, uh, I wish there was a save, is, is what it comes down to for me, is I just wish there was a save, uh. Yeah, or, like, if you die, they give you the code. Or code, yeah, I mean, that's good enough for me. Um, I mean, it's easy to implement a save these days, especially with a low graphic game like that. I mean, they could they could have made a save, and it would have hardly took any other extra memory. So, you know, it's one of those things. But uh, maybe they'll add that. Yep. Um, so the next game I played was on my phone, uh, the Dead Space iOS game. Cool. Um, that. It's still chugging along through that, and that game is pretty fun. Uh, the next one, Angry Birds Star Wars. Um, yeah, I haven't played any of that recently. You're crazy. That game is <laughs> so badass. And that's it. Cool, cool. All right, so tell me, what's coming out, Patrick? So what's coming out? Um, January 6th to January 12th. You have Archery Reigns. For the PS3 and the 360, Dance Magic for the PS3, and Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable for the Vita. There really isn't any. Yeah, I was gonna say. So what you're trying to say is nothing's coming out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, with that, we're gonna take um, our normal break, and we'll be right back.
are back from our break, and we're gonna, uh, before we get into world news, I wanted to talk a little about an upcoming show on TBS. It's called King of the Nerds. Hello, nerds. Uh, this show is basically, um, a competition show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Wikipedia and read that. It's an upcoming American reality competition series that will air on TBS. Um, it's, it's actually hosted by uh, Robert Carradine and Curtis Armstrong, who uh, you would know them from... Um, well, let's see. Robert Carradine is... Where is he famous from? I know him, but it's like one of those things. Okay, yeah, hey, yeah r- nerds. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I would say, isn't he Lewis from the Nerds? Yeah, okay, but I saw his picture, like, now, and it didn't look like him. That's why I was like, hold on. Yeah, that guy is Booger. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Curtis Armstrong I knew. So, yeah, they're from Nerds, both of them, and um, and that's how ironic. I'm The TV's on, and there's a commercial for King of the Nerds right in front of us. Right, right in front of me. Uh, anyway, so, they're the hosts, and it's going to be basically follows 11 contestants as they compete various tasks in order to win the grand prize of $100,000 and to be crowned the greatest nerd of them all. Um, and I am going to go ahead and throw this out right now that Knights of the Video Game Table is going to support uh, the girl. Her name is Celeste. She is a hardcore video game player and... Um, true epitome of a, of a of a nerd in in our sense you know like uh video games and everything she's actually does like sports and stuff too um she's from ontario um so you know <laughs> she is 22 years old and um yeah she's so I, i'm throwing in our support for her so uh maybe you know the to look at her and it says it has her card uh-huh. <laughs> like and it says the gaming goddess. It says, "Looking at, look out, fellas." Uh, how do you say her name? Uh, Celeste. Celeste. Thank you. I might my, my nose. Celeste's plus three style points can throw any hero off his game. Her plus two intelligence shouldn't be taken lightly either. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I have gaming tattoos, which I respect. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, she 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 competed in Halo tournaments for six years. Um, let's see. She loves basically trying to get good at all kinds of games. Uh, she's been a gamer all her life, co- both competitively and casually. And she's stepping back from the gaming scene to concentrate on what she's always wanted to do, and that's go to school. And I believe she's a, a yeah computer science major at uh, University of Waterloo. Um, I, oh, and she's a, a, she competes in Rubik's Cube competitions, too. That's the funny thing is the picture of her, it's like animated or something like that, Uh and it has her with a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, I I watched a video of her uh, doing a Rubik's Cube. She did it in, I don't remember how many seconds, but it was like under 30 seconds, I believe. So, um, yeah, she's she's been in, she she was part of Major League Gaming for um, how many years? Since 2007, it looks like, Uh, up until 2012. And she was also, uh, she was part of E3 2010, 2011, she was part of PAX Prime 2010, PAX East 11, um, and a few other things. Um, you know, she's she's a true gamer, and that's why I want to throw our support in there for her, just, uh, you know, wholeheartedly. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say about her, I totally forgot what it was. Uh, yeah, well that's it, uh, you'll be hearing us talk more about the show, the show premieres 
on January 17th, so that's like, what, a week and a half away? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, or two weeks away. So, um, yeah, definitely check out the show, and, you know, if, you're, if you want to support Celeste, uh, go ahead, email us, and let us know, you know, I can get a message to her. I actually um, told her already uh, that we would be supporting her. She was happy to hear that, and... So if if you if any of our fans out there want to you know root her on, go ahead and email us, tweet us, or however you want to get it to us, and I will make sure she reads it and get it gets to her. Hella read it. There you go. All right, so let's get into some world news now. Let's see. I believe I start this week. Yes, you do. All right. Oh, this is a uh, we have two just wrong this week. Um, I'm going to start with one, and we're going to end with one. Start with mine. End with Patrick's. Um, this is a, a slightly old information. I, it happened before Christmas, but car crashes through GameStop window in Concord, California, to uh, to perform a, a crash and grab. Basically, uh, what a crash and grab is is they steal the car, run it into a building, get out of the car, steal everything, and run away. Uh, mostly consoles were stolen. So um, that that's a, wow. that's a that's a kind of crazy story as it is, but. Uh, the story also had a few other memorable um, burglaries of GameStop. In Tennessee a few years ago, there was a GameStop broken into where someone actually tunneled from an adjacent building in t- under GameStop. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's crazy. Uh, and in Sacramento, California, I believe it was last year, three GameStops were hit by the same person um, within the space of an hour. Uh, he was an armed armed thief. So GameStop is not, uh, you know, they're they're used to their crazy uh, type of uh, robberies. I I still well, say my that... brother-in-law has a crazy story about being in a GameStop, which I know you know. Yeah, he I saw don't... someone get shot in the oh, back. Oh, that's of the right. Head inside GameStop. Yeah, that that was crazy. And I know um, Frank. It wasn't a GameStop, but he was. T- he told me something about. When he worked at the video game store, something happened. I forgot. But video game stores, it's it's one of those things, I mean, sadly, kind of. It's, um, you know, people think of interesting ways to rob them. Uh, I still say tunneling under the building is pretty, probably the... the, the... No, if he did, like, if he did it with a spoon or something, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, like a, a controller, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead. Um. Well, Star Trek, the game... Will be beaming up April twenty third. They have finally have a release date for the new uh, Star Trek game, the one that's supposed to be about um, Captain Kirk and uh, and Spock, uh-huh. the co op game. Uh huh. And it's supposed to be the one I think it's supposed to be based between the Star Trek and the new Star Trek movie. The one the the ones that they the, the one that just came out like what oh nine. Oh, okay, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new the new ones that they're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one they're having a, a net new one this year. Yes. That looks awesome, by the way. I haven't seen any trailers for it yet. Oh, That's... you got to watch the trailer, man. It's awesome. Anyway. Uh, so that's all you had about it. Nothing special, really. Yeah. It finally has a release date. Well, I mean, that's cool, but you know. Uh, THQ goes bankrupt and gets a new owner at the same time. Um, so this is a, a, a new uh, owner. Huh? I said they already got the owner. 
Yeah, well, actually, they filed bankruptcy at the same time as, as uh, this. Basically, um, basically, what had happened is it was kind of a deal kind of thing. The new owner paid $60 million to the company to buy the company and then $10 million to start paying back the creditors. The rest will be taken care of in the Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, I, knew, so, I saw that someone was – I saw a story it was just recently that WB was talking about – was thinking about – Oh, yeah, it wasn't WB. Um, but basically, so what, what happened is this, these, they, they put the word out there for, for THQ was for sale during a bankruptcy type of thing. It was kind of like a, um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's a, uh, something horse trade. I forget. But basically it's where, it's where, you know, you still claim bankruptcy, but the company is still going to be a new owner and it's still going to be active. Mm-hmm. So uh, they basically said this will not affect the upcoming games, their upcoming games, such as the Metro Last Light game and the Star Park, uh, South Park, the Stick of Truth game, which actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for fans of THQ, this, this should not affect their future, at least for the time being. Um, they're they, and and they'll be out of debt basically is what it comes down to so hopefully yeah we'll see what happens yep um where am I at? okay uh, Final Fantasy V coming to the iOS and it will be for sixteen dollars yeah I'm pretty sure this is coming to Android too uh it's it's pretty sure to, it is too yeah it's coming to iOS it's coming to iOS first I know that but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's coming to Android after um which is just because they the way they program. Um, yeah, I'm actually excited for this, and but I still can't get past that high price tag. I was actually on the Play Network or Play App Store yesterday, and I was looking at um, Final Fantasy three uh, for sixteen bucks, and it it's the DS remake and everything. So you know, sixteen bucks isn't too bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm buying a game for my phone. Yeah, you know, it's sixteen dollars. So you know, I mean. I know that I'll get over that because eventually top-notch games will be on phones more and they're going to be more expensive. Um, and if they can stay under 20 bucks for a top-notch game on, on a phone and they're actually high-quality games, then I guess that's not too bad. But yeah. right now I just can't, I can't do it. All right, so oops, there's a game that came out, um, I believe it was earlier last year, called uh, The War Z. Uh-huh. And this game um, is basically uh, was supposed to be an open world uh, zombie apocalypse apocalypse game. Yeah. Where basically the whole goal is just to survive. Um, and on the st- st- Steam description page, it said that it's it would have hundred player servers, uh, private servers available, learnable character skills, multiple maps ranging in size from 100 to 400 square kilometers. And basically, none of that was true. Um, when they released the game, um, so basically none of that was true. And when they released the game, uh, there was only 50 player servers and there was only one map and it was pretty small and there was also no skill trees at all. So basically what happened is, um, steam pulled the game because of uh, quote unquote false advertising. Um, yeah, a lot of people were complaining. Yeah. And let's see, uh, <clears throat> Steam's official statement was, from time to time, a mistake can be made, 
and one was made by prematurely issuing a copy of War Z for sale via Steam. We apologize for this and have temporarily removed the sale offering of the title until we have time to work with the developer and have confidence in a new build. Those who purchase the game and wish to continue playing it via Steam may do so. Those who purchase the title via Steam and are unhappy with it can receive or um, with what they received, they may seek a refund by creating a ticket at the support site. Um, basically, the company who made the game came back and said um, they they justified their uh, their you know oh these things are coming kind of thing basically. And Steam, but you know that's not how Steam works. If you put it on there, it has to be in the game already, and that makes sense, of course. Um, the company basically said that their plans right now is to change the description on the Steam page and release it again as is, basically, and start working on it to add more stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just the simple fact that uh, it it they basically lied about what the game was. So. Um, well, speaking of that too, is um. Of that game, uh-huh. they uh, actually just uh, this this story came out yesterday that their servers were, have been attacked by hackers. I don't blame them. I mean, I don't I don't doubt it. <laughs> they say, uh, guys, over the last few weeks, or last few days, we've had we've been under attack by uh, various forms of malicious attempts to shut down our s- servers. It says they've been hit with a DDoS. I don't know what that is. Attack on on their log servers, logging servers, and also, oh yeah, uh, a bunch of stuff that they're trying to resolve. But yeah, I guess over the last couple of days, they've been trying, people been trying to hack the shit out of them. Thought I'd just throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually didn't read that. Must have uh, been it, like I said, it just happened. They, they just put the news out story out yesterday. Yeah, no wonder. Yeah, so. Um... I don't know if this game will survive much, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's a good concept, but the thing is, they just... They took the concept from... Um, uh, Z-Day, I believe it's called? Daisy. Daisy. Uh, game, whatever it is. Um, Z-Day game, yeah. Which is a mod, actually, but uh, a full game is, is coming out soon. And yeah, basically, they just took it from that. So, it's one of those things, it's like... This game may or may not su- survive, who knows. But, um, yeah... Well, there's a multiplayer mode coming for the new Tomb Raider game. So it's going to be patched in? Is that, is that what it is? or No, it's it's, it's not going to be for the story, from what I understand. I think it's like challenges. That's, I mean, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be as a part of an update or a DLC or something? No, the game, the, the new Tomb Raider game that hasn't come out yet. Oh, I thought it already came out. My bad. No. Oh, yeah, then there you go. <laughs> That's like, what are you talking about? For some reason, I thought it came out in like November or December. Well, that's cool. I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to buy that game, but multiplayer is always fun. So, well, not always. <laughs> uh, all right. So, as as people know, um, I'm not a fan of Apple. However, I also don't care enough to really. Uh, I mean, okay. Here's my take on Apple. I respect what they've done in, with computers and everything. I don't like their products, but. <clears throat> Uh, I just I don't like their products. I don't like their business tech uh, techniques, and they've gotten worse in um, since uh, Steve Jobs has died. They're suing everybody for every reason, um, and this is one of those reasons. Uh, Apple tried suing Amazon 
for calling their Android store the uh, and uh, Amazon App Store. Well, Wait. The... <clears throat> oh what? Okay, Amazon has an Android-based app store called Amazon App Store. Okay, and um, Apple tried to sue them because theirs they call theirs the App Store. Okay, even though it's two different OSs, um, one's based on Amazon and one's based on iTunes. They tried to sue to get Amazon to change the name. Uh, basically, they got ruled that the no one's going to confuse the two because the only way you can ever get programs for uh, iOS legitly is through iTunes, as where uh, Amazon only has Android apps. So the judge basically said, you're tripping. Um, the same judge also also came out and said uh, that there are other trademark infringement cases dealing between Am Amazon and Apple that Amazon will most likely win. Um, it didn't give details on what they were. I didn't research them. But um, basically, yeah, they're saying – I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Apple's trying to sue for the littlest things right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had like – I forgot the numbers, but some outrageous amount of lawsuits they put out basically – Within six months of Steve Steve Jobs dying, uh, it it was just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like stuff that he talked about, but it was like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, because he said uh, he, he said he would never never sue for frivolous things. Yeah, um, but yeah. you know, and now that he's gone, whoever took over, who brought probably brought it to him, like, you know, hey, we should sue. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. Now he's gone. Hey, we can sue now. Exactly. That's how. That's what I think happened too. I mean, I respect. I respected him a lot. I mean, what he did for the industry and computers and technology is just amazing. So you know, I respect him a lot, and uh, so that's the only reason I respect the company. But doing this kind of stuff, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you're gonna skip that next story since you said you already said. Well, it. I'll I'll let it out there again. I'm not sure if it's still free. Uh, but the, it was said there was a story out that episode one of the Walking Dead uh, game is free on XBL L L A for a limited time. So go check it out. It might still be. Um, I have to, I'll have to check and 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 stuff. But uh, it doesn't hurt to go look. Yeah, and it's also half off on Steam right now. I don't know if it'll still be you know tomorrow or next week, but um, it's also half off on Steam if you want to check that out. And that's for all five. Uh, all right, many investors bailing out of GameStops thanks to Sony's new patent. Um, basically, the new patent says that their new discs and console will make um, used games unplayable. Uh, basically, the patent is for a disc that each each disc will have its own um, RFID number, and um, when you first buy that game new, it will lock that disc to your account. This that's so stupid. Well, here's the thing, PC's been doing it since the beginning, so it's not that ridiculous. Um, why they're doing it now, I don't. I'm not sure I understand. Um, and this isn't even for sure part of the next PlayStation. This could be something completely different. But um, you know, people are speculating. So basically, um, this would essentially cut out about 46 percent of GameStop's PS3 po uh, profit. Or yeah, not PS3, Sony profit. Um, so that's that's a huge number. Now, of course, this would actually bring profit to PlayStation, to Sony, 
So, you know, it's one of those things. Um, there's been no... After that rumor that uh, Xbox would be doing this, it has actually been basically all but denied. Uh, Microsoft says they will not be uh, blocking used games. I just don't see why you would. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to think that not every the average, not everybody can afford to buy a new game every single time. You know what I mean? You know what or, I think? Or, or the fact that, like I said, the other thing too about locking the disc to, to a certain system. So... <clears throat> I want to go to my friend's house, and he doesn't have this game, and I want to bring it with me. I got to bring my whole PlayStation. Well, you can also – well, not just – it's it's locked to your account, so not your system. But um, but you know, so now I got to download my my account onto his you, system. You to, it's just stupid. It's yeah. just – you know, it's, it's, it's a fucking disc. I should be able to play it wherever the hell I want. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree about that. Um, you know, what – And like I said – and the other thing, too, is – sorry, I don't interrupt you. Yeah, but the other thing, too, is I paid for it. I own this disc. Yeah, I agree. Now, I understand there's licensing stuff where I can't make my own copy and start to sell it. Yeah. But I should be able to use it naturally by putting into a system and playing the game wherever the hell I want. I, I paid my money for that. So, like, for example, say, so my system dies. I need to buy a new system. Now I got to buy a whole new fucking game because the system went out? Yeah. No. Just like I said, it's it's your username. So as long as you could retrieve your username, you could still use that game. Well, I don't know. But we still see. Here's the thing. I think that this is the wrong way to go about it. Because of the unique nature of console games, how uh Sony has the PSN, uh Xbox has the um Xbox Live Store, they have a unique opportunity. I think that Electronic Arts and I, I hate to say this, but has the right idea. Lock part of the game to the console. Not the whole game. Lock part of the game to the first console that uses it. The first I username. Don't. That way, when, let's say, um, let's say you go down to the store and, let's say Bioshock, for example. Let's say you go down to the store and you get a, a used copy of Bioshock. And I know Bioshock doesn't have multiplayer, the first one, but I'm just going to use that. I'm just going to say it. So let's say you use Bioshock. And you're like, okay, well, without buying the online or with, with if you buy used you don't have access to the online and without buying a, a pass for the game from ea or not ea from 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 the people who make bioshock then you can't buy dlc either and don't make it that expensive make it ten dollars you know what that'll do is that'll decrease the value the value of that used game so much the gamestop will still make profit off of it but it will also bring People like kids who can't afford much, they can still get a used game, get a lot out of it for little money. And then the people like me and you who go get a used game, the company still gets money out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? That To me, there, there has to be a balance. So well, I, If anything, what I think they should do is if they're so worried about these games that are being sold again, uh-huh. you know, that, that's the whole thing, how they're not getting the profit off of that. Yeah. Then what they need to do is pass the law saying that they get a percentage of that. Yeah, and that, okay. see, I I thought about that too. I don't know if that's possible because why? Because they have because basically GameStop applies, I believe, basically through the state or through the federal to be able to resell the games, not through the companies. The companies have no say over it. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and, and in a perfect world. 
if if GameStop and the companies work together, then that would work probably. GameStop, GameStop could be just like, look, give us ten percent. Or uh, I'm sorry, the company could just be like, look, just give us ten percent of all games re- you resell of ours. But GameStop would be like, no, I don't have to. Why would I? Is what it comes well, down to. I don't know. I just think it's stupid that they're going to start doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's going to be a happy medium. Um, also, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. Eventually, and, like I said, there should be no reason why that. Uh, Something should be locked down like that. I think eventually there will be. Not right now, not in the next console, but maybe in in you know ten years from now, because everything resolves itself um, in in business. Either it goes away, it sticks, or there's a medium. I mean, it's going to be um, well, you know, and just like it's just like with EA and all them doing all these things where you have to put a code in to go online. Yeah, and same I, thing. <laughs> I think that's better than than nothing, though. I mean, I think. Although I don't, I don't agree with uh, how much they charge some. I think it's only ten bucks. So that's not too bad. But GameStop still charges too much for the game. Now, if you bought Madden, let's say you bought a used copy. Of, no, Madden's not a good example because that goes down in value quick. But um, let's just say you bought a copy of Madden. Let's say it was still going for forty bucks. You bought it used. That's too expensive to have to go spend another ten dollars on the online pass. But you know, people still do it because they don't think about the online pass. But think about it. If the if the game was thirty bucks or twenty bucks for use, and you only you had to spend ten ten bucks to unlock the full game, unlock the online, you're still only spending thirty bucks on the game, thirty forty bucks. You're saving a lot of money and getting it used. But again, that's gonna it's gonna have to there, there's gonna have to be give and take, and GameStop's not gonna give, and uh, that's gonna force the major companies to take more. Um, a lot of people are actually saying that this this if if Sony does this. It also offers a unique uh, opportunity for Microsoft because think about it this way. Let's say Sony announces that their new system, every disc that you buy for the PlayStation 4 or whatever it's going to be called, um, has a special thing that ties it to your account. And Microsoft says, well, we're not going to do that. You can still buy our games used. Everybody's going to want Microsoft. You know? When you look I at guess. it, more um, people are gonna want more people are gonna want to buy the system that's free, open, and everything like that. So you know, but we'll see. Like I said, it's not even for sure that this will be part of the next PlayStation. It could be something completely different. Could be a new, who knows? Maybe a, a new technology for Blu-ray. I don't know, which would also be stupid. But you know. All right, let's let's move on. Go ahead. I don't want to. All right. Then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bioshock. There's going to be a Bioshock Ultimate Rapture Edition coming in Jan- on January 14th. It's going to be $30 uh, for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Bundle includes Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and add-on content for both games. Um, Museum of Orphaned Concepts. It's uh, pretty much like uh, different concepts, arts, and shit like that cool. for the games. Uh-huh. Um, and it also, but like it, all the add-on content is going to be on the, also be on the, like for Bioshock 2, there was, well, there was some, some for Bioshock 1 too, but for Bioshock 2, there was like some DLC and, um, like for the first one, I think it was just like plasma, added plasmas, but they didn't add store, a story mode, uh-huh. but on, on the, on, on Bioshock 2, there was add, added DLC story mode. Uh, but you get all that, and it's going to be for 30 bucks. They're trying to lure you back into the ocean before you take to the skies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that this that one you, you uh, put on our page, basically? You talked about uh, it on, on our uh, Facebook? Yes, I also put it on our page. 
Oh, yeah, I was just making sure. Um, that's cool, yeah. Uh, my brother, I don't know if he ever played Bioshock 2. If he didn't, then this is a good uh, good bundle to buy. I know For anybody we, who doesn't, uh, who's never played the series. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And, and, and has always been interested. This is a good, you know. Also, anybody who, say, played the series and wanted to get back into it, maybe didn't have the game anymore. There you go. 30 bucks. Get both game. Yep. Uh, all right, all right. Well, and here's a here's a, a very positive story. Um, so Mojang founder Marcus Notch uh, Pearson, who um, has been known since he since Minecraft came out, uh, actually even before, he's a very vocal person about his beliefs and for the freedom of video games. So basically, he's donated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation. To help fight back against software patents. Um, Notch feels, and this is a quote from him, Trivial patents, such as for software, are counterproductive. They slow down technical achievement. They're evil. They sacrifice baby goats to uh, ball. And costly, because companies get tied up in pointless lawsuits. And basically what he's saying is, patents are good for certain things, but... When they patent things that there's a, there should be a fine there should be a line especially because you can't take certain software things and go hey I can improve on this and make it ten times better you know what I mean yeah and I can understand if it's like hey we have this piece of hardware we put a lot of work into it it does this you can't do that but with software it's it's so easy for basically software patents are kind of uh, they've always been kind of the middle middle uh, ground of patents. They've been kind of iffy. Um, so basically, the EFF is pushing to a reform in the courtroom as well as educating the public and politicians about the dangers of software patents. Um, Notch continues to say, uh, new games and other te- te- technological tools come from improving on old things and making them better. And basically, it's a process that, can, that the current patent environment could shut down entirely. This is a dangerous path we're on, and I'm glad to help EFF move up in the right move us in the right direction. Mm. Um, basically, uh, without software patents, more people would try would, would would be able to improve without spending the money. So you know, someone who a, a small company could go, hey, this was really cool software, but I can adapt it and you know use that base software as long as it's not copying, of course, you know. But using a base software, changing things around, adding to it, and make make it something completely different, but not have to spend that money, or or not have to worry about you know, am I going to get sued kind of thing. So uh, yeah, that's a positive story. All right, another positive story. Um, there's a game coming out on iOS called Thread, or I'm not sure if it's Thread or Th Red. I'm I'm really not sure. But anyway, it has you fighting AIDS instead of aliens. The game is made by a partnership between Coca-Cola and the Red Company, which um, is all about uh, AIDS awareness. And it's a 3D running game where you collect power-ups, choose paths, and avoid obstacles. It is to raise awareness for mother-to-child transmission of HIV and raise funds to educate uh, or eradicate it. Um, so basically, uh, it's, it's a fundraising game that proceeds go to, uh, you know, ending AIDS transmission between or with birth so if you want to check that out it's on ios called thread 
Huh. Um. <clears throat> sorry. <coughs> Tell. Telltale Games wow. have big plans. They do. They got some uh, ideas they want to make for some other stories. Um, this coming from the, I believe it was the vice president of the company. Coming from LucasArts, we always felt we could do a great Star Wars story game. We would also love the idea of building out a deeper story to a great gaming franchise. Something like Half-Life stories or Halo stories. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. So I guess that's something they're working on. They they wanted they wanted to do a, a, like a major gaming franchise and do like little side stories, mm-hmm. like similar to the way they did The Walking Dead. Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. That would be pretty cool. Uh, speaking about uh, Star Wars, on the flip side, uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic free to play model costs more than if you were a subscriber. Um. So, the only thing that's actually free to play in in Star Wars: The Old Republic is the story mode. Uh, basically, that is you know, you get a quest, you go do the quest, and you level up. Nothing else is actually free to play. You have to pay for flashpoints, space missions, war zones, and ops um, via weekly passes. They would essentially cost you about fourteen dollars a month each. Um, a total of about fifty six dollars a month to play all four. So basically what that means is, um, let's say, let's say Patrick, you get back into playing, right? Uh-huh. And, um, you're, you're going and let's say one time you're like, I just don't feel like playing the story mode. So you're like, well, let me do some war zones, which is the PVP. You uh-huh. have to pay, you have to pay $14 to play it for, or I'm not, not $14. I'm sorry. Uh, what was it? Four dollars and something cents to play it, to unlock it for one week. Right. Really. And you're saying, okay, well that's fine. You know, you like it for one week, but then you run out of that and you you pay it for the next week, and all of a sudden you realize you pay you paid it for four weeks in a row and you just paid fourteen dollars, which the subscription is only fifteen dollars to unlock everything. And you only have one aspect of the game. Um, and as soon as you hit that level cap, as soon as you hit the end of your storyline, there's nothing else for you to do without paying. So if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to start just start a new character, there's absolutely nothing to do. Uh, people drop their subscriptions because the end game wasn't enough to keep them occupied. So this free-to-play model really turns out to be nothing more than a single-player story demo. You don't, <laughs> you don't even get quest rewards without paying the subscription fee. So you don't even get to upgrade your character. Well, wow. you do, but not through quests. Um, you, I guess you do get a few war zones from flashpoints and space missions, but it's very, uh, very limited. And also your character is actually handicapped because you know how, um, it, when, when we were playing, you had access to, I think four different bars where you could put your moves and stuff. Yeah. Well, they limit you to, I think it's one without paying. So basically your character can hardly do anything without paying. Um, so the free to play model is really not that good and it is um, going to be the downfall of the game if they continue the way it is. Well, it'd be like that sometimes. Yep, yep, unfortunately. It was a good game. Uh, I don't know if it'll last if, if they continue this, though. <coughs> let's uh, end off... Whoa. Let's end off with a cough. No, uh, let's end off with uh, Patrick's Just Wrong. That's just wrong. 
so I saw this story. We haven't done a just wrong in a while, and normally Jeremy always does just wrong. Yeah, I saw this. I started cracking up. So basically, a father in China hired hitmen to stop his son from gaming. I guess that uh, his son, when he was, uh, I forget, when he was in high school, he started playing MMOs, and and it became his go-to hobby. Uh huh. Like like a lot of us. <laughs> like a lot of us. <clears throat> well, he's now t- the kid. His son is now twenty three. He uh, he had awful grades in school, and because of the video games, it couldn't keep a job. This is according to the dad. Yeah. Um, failing to survive three months in a simple software development job. Uh-huh. Um, so what he did was <laughs> his dad went and, and and got found players that were higher ranked than his son. Like extremely higher ranked than his son in the MMO. It never says what MMO he's playing. I'm yeah, they never gonna... do. Yeah. Um, but uh, so and every time that they would see that this guy's son signed on, uh-huh. they'd go and kill him. Wow. See, when I read the headline, I was thinking hires hitman. What the heck? That's this is more funny. I mean, it is just wrong, but it's funny. Oh man, it's hilarious. So, um. Every time he signs on, he's just automatically dead. And every time he comes back from whatever, you know, the respawn time, graveyard, whatever the game, I don't know what game he's playing. Yeah. Kills him again. <laughs> so basically they, he camps him. Yeah, they, he can't do shit. Yeah. His character spawns and gets killed. And, and that's it. So that's, he can't play none of the game. <laughs> that's hilarious. Man, if, um, someone, if someone came to me and said, I will pay you X amount of dollars – to just whenever you're online and you see him get online to kill him, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he, you know, his, he he figures his son would get you know annoyed and just say screw this and just stop playing. Um, he says while he was naturally annoyed, he stood up to his father and said, "I can play or I can't not play. It doesn't bother me. I'm not I'm, I'm not looking for any job. I want to take some time to find the right one that suits me. Um, it says that they don't know if he's found a job or not, or if he's so you know what's going on. But uh, he's pretty much if he tries to play his game, he's getting assassinated until his dad calls it off. <laughs> that's that's funny. So I'll post it on our Facebook page and on our Twitter. Um, the full story, but yeah, it's that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any MMOs um, that I've ever played. Well, you can't do that in WoW. I mean, it would be pretty much impossible to unless he hired like a lot of people, because uh, you can't just track people in WoW. So I, I don't think it's WoW, but uh, or or any of the normal or the most popular in America anyway. That's pretty funny. Uh, Alright, so last podcast, I know it was a long time ago, I had uh, Gama Sutra's year-end roundup um, started, and this is part two of that, which is uh, the second two categories. Uh, we're going to start, I'm going to go through these pretty quickly since um, we talked about some of them last time. Um, actually, this first category we'll probably talk about, uh, five most significant video game controversies in 2012. Number one, and I will agree with this, even though I didn't t- technically agree with the, the controversy, I agree that it was huge. Uh, Mass Effect 3's ending, or the, the series ending. 
Huge outcry over the ending for fans started stating it didn't follow the logical order of the story, and there was a lack of choice in in a series based on choice. Uh, and then, of course, the new ending, the extended ending, came out a little later. Uh, so that, that yeah. Uh, let's see. Anita Sarkisian tropes versus women causing huge huge controversy. Backlash by online communities mounting hate campaigns and viewing in- intimidation and harassment of um, Sarkisian as a personal mission. Um, that was that one we talked about last uh, podcast where the girl was trying to do a documentary about um, se- uh, women in the industry, both good and bad. And all the hate she got. Uh, Even one person made a flash game about beating her face black and blue in hopes it would get her to give up. But she didn't. On the other side, she did fund many... She she found... uh, Or she she got many times more than what she asked for. And um, even the negative light actually brought the awareness of her project to to the general populace. So yeah, uh, crowdsourcing gave the people a say on what does and doesn't get made. Kickstarter and Valve's uh, green light, or Kickstarter, and the green light program on Steam are good examples. The question is, is it wise to trust the crowd? Turns out people want what they have already had, and only the future will tell if this is a good thing or not. Basically, um, you know, through through things like Kickstarter and such, a lot of the more unique games. Uh, did not get funded. Um, the games that were like continuation or, or sequels or whatever, those got funded. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Dorito Gate. And this one um, is, is kind of... Dorito Gate. Yeah. Uh, marketers getting worse in buying reviews and controlling information that surrounds new releases. Um, one example they give is the Halo campaign that Mountain Dew uh, had going. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, like, hey, Mountain Dew and Halo, buy the game, get XP, you know, all that stuff. I think, that, I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about. Also, I guess, uh, uh, Geoff, Geoff, uh, Knightley, uh-huh. uh, was photographed, I'm not sure who he is, let me, let me, I, I knew two, three weeks ago, but now I forgot. <laughs> um, but he was photographed with Doritos, basically, Doritos bought him off to um, to to. Oh, he's a he's a journalist. That's right. Uh, so Doritos basically paid him to review a, a game a certain way. I don't I don't remember exactly which one. Oh, uh, so instead of reporting actually how he feels and blah blah blah, they he they wanted to make sure he gave it a good. Yeah, and um, in the UK's game. Media Awards earlier last year. Um, the event was criticized when the press and companies they paid to cover their games were really buddy-buddy. Basically, huh. you know, um, not saying they were bribed to rate their games higher, but, you know, there was incentive to, uh, on some of the bigger, bigger uh, reporters and stuff, uh-huh. to... Uh, you know, you know, there was a bigger incentive to not give them bad ratings. Stuff, stuff like that. Uh, individual writers were slammed for participating in hashtag tweet-offs to win free stuff. 
Um, and one writer actually got let go after such an event. Basically, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't really look up this much, but basically, writers of the industry, like I'm talking about reporters and such, um, participated in contests, and they won the free stuff, and they rated the games or whatever higher because of it. Uh, number five, uh, failure, failure to communicate. Um, and if you remember, we reported on this first one, Borderlands 2 Girlfriend Mode, which made the game optionally easier for non-gamers to play, made people angry, suggesting a wider prejudice. And oh, if you remember, you remember shit. that? Yeah, who gives a shit? Well, no, what, what'd they call it? The, remember the early version of the game? They called it something, uh, I forgot what they called it, but it was, it was like really, really bad. Uh, Hitman had two marketing gaffes which we talked about last time, the stripper nuns and the Facebook app. Mm-hmm. Um, the early reveals, and I actually never thought about this when I watched it, but uh, after I read this article, I read it, watched it again. The early reveals of the new Laura Croft featuring her being tortured and moaning like a po- porn star, even though the game is supposed to go away from her sex doll stereotype. Well, uh, yeah, but she was being tortured. I mean, what are you supposed to When you get tortured, you go, oh... That kind of hurt. Can well, you no, stop? If you go back and watch the uh, the trailer where she's getting tortured, it really it's really uh, over the top with her moaning and su- stuff. Um, no, she was just like, uh, yeah. And I the thing is, the thing is, they basically <laughs> wow, wow. The thing is, they basically uh, implied that she was uh, they were going to rape her too. Um, the idea that her character they would... They probably were some lonely-ass bastards on the <laughs> island and shit. Hell yeah, fine-ass Laura Croft came in there. They were like, oh, it's time. You cannot run. Yeah. You do not advocate rape. <laughs> well, well and, and while I do understand that um, a video character... I mean, a, a person... Uh, I'm talking about a character in a book written as in they're, they're shaped by an event such as being raped. While that is a, a plot point that can be a very... Um, important point in, in, a, in a character. Um, the idea that her character would shape by enduring a rape attempt would be a positive thing to gamers was far off base, is basically what it comes down to. Um, it's not that not that it it was a rape attempt, but that it they thought that that's what they wanted to put in the first preview for it. Uh-huh. And uh, people there was kind of backlash about it. Uh, and then uh, the, the awkward feeling many got from from the cheer at a shotgun blow to the face during um, the E3 last year, which we talked about last episode. And even Spike's VGAs had some immature parts. Samuel L. Jackson joked about video games giving children who had not grown pubic hair the ability to shoot people in the face. Without characters, how can you shoot someone in the face? It was his exact quote. Uh, you know, and it's all fun, fun in games and everything, but, you know, that's, it's, 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 it's like one of those things. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just skip the quotes. All right, part two and the and the final um, part of Game of Sutra's year-end roundup is five biggest disappointments in video games in 2012. Number one, Star Wars The Old Republic's la- uh, Old Republic launched with tremendous fanfare and projections, but questions of longevity, longevity and money came into question quick. Was too much spent on the game? Would the subscription model work? Things went as badly as they could. The design was planned as... I'm not sure. I misspelled a word and I don't know what it... Uninventively, maybe? 
uh, pl- player population dwindled um, as soon as people hit in-game and causing the game to go free-to-play. Sad for what was supposed to be the most expensive game ever developed. And as we reported in the news, it got even worse for them. PlayStation Vita. The Vita is by far the most capable, dedicated handheld gaming system ever made, but also the most undesirable. The launch was supported, but support soon fell off, and sales of hardware and software had followed. Japanese players still play their PSP or migrate to the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, PSP is still the most highest-selling handheld in Japan, but the 3DS has made some ground on that. Western gamers avoid both PSP and the Vita altogether. Top games worldwide are the Persona 4 Golden, which is... uh, The top game worldwide is Persona 4 Golden, which is just a port of a four-year-old PS2 game. Uh, And the Vita is keeping going this way. And if you remember right, um, when the Vita released, it it was really good release. All of a sudden, three months later, there was no games for it. You know? Six months later, there was no games for it. Yeah. So... Uh, E3. E3 in general feels dated and has es- es- essentially remained unchanged since its launch in two- or 1995. The show is packed with retail employees and others who have no actual business to conduct. Which, you know, that's the only way we would go, but at the same time, I agree. Uh, more games than ever are exclusively-, exclusively shown behind closed doors because of this. Most booths have been reduced to tacky spectacles focusing on booth babes, aliens, cars, celebrities, and other distractions. Compared to Game GamesCon or the Tokyo Game Show, which encouraged the public to show up, and uh, they understand how to separate business and pu- the public. Another good example is PAX, which is less about the industry and more about the general celebration of video games for gamers, regardless of how much the game costs. Meaning they focus on, you know, independent as much as they do on big companies. E3 simply showcases the biggest, loudest, and most crash and powerful forces in the core gaming business without thinking of the indies or other players outside of the AAA space. Um, And I'm sure you know this. uh, E3 was basically originally created for uh, the industry to get to know other members of the industry, other games, you know, game developers knowing about other game developers and such as that. Uh-huh. And basically it's expanded to pretty much anybody can get in if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically they still make it to where it's like, oh yeah, we're focusing on the industry for the industry, but it's not like that really. And that's the problem. Uh, Steam's green light. Great idea, which was crowdsource what indie games come to Steam. Basically, what Greenlight is, you go on Steam and you can vote for what games you want to see sold on Steam. Uh, the, the the bad part was that when it first came out, you were you had you had the ability to downvote games. This lead this led to bashing of innocent titles. Basically, what people would do is, you know, the people that wanted the game, they'd vote once and be happy with it. The people that thought that wanted to didn't want the game. They'd find a way, you know, either get all their friends to vote it down or whatever. And basically it became a big problem when, when games would get, like, you know, minus tons of votes. Um, and it, and it, would, it would just be, it would just got to pretty bad. Uh, they got rid of this in a patch, but s- still, serious indie devs are getting overlooked. It has developed into a popularity contest as we know it. What is popular is not always good. While Greenlight most likely will become something positive in the long run, its first few months were not good. 
And number five is Mega Man's 25th anniversary. Even though <laughs> uh, Keiji Inafune, Capcom's head of research and development and the creator of Mega Man, had stepped down a few years ago, essentially killing the franchise, it was still expected that Capcom would do something for the 25th birthday. Even if only a meaningful acknowledgement. So far, the only things that have happened were a Jap- Japan-only release of Rockman Zover, which is a social RPG for phones, and Street Fighter X Mega Man, which was actually made by a fan, and Capcom took from that fan to make it legitimate a legitimate game. Uh, many, th- many think just to have something they can stamp the 20... Or basically... They did that just to have something to stamp the 25th anniversary logo on without doing the actual work. This is sad mainly due to the fact that the company doesn't care that what made them who they are has hit a milestone. This is a sad testament of how politics can kill a beloved character. How we, as an industry, still suck at celebrating our past. And how potentially powerful franchises are left on the vine in search of the next big thing. You're cutting out again, sir. Uh, okay, did you hear most of it? I guess, can you hear me now? Yep. Alright. So basically, what, what what they're saying is, you know, it's sad, and this happens in a lot of franchises. You know, a franchise did really good, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and you never even look back, you know? Um, it's been, the Mega Man's been around 25 years, and basically made Capcom. And they did basically nothing to acknowledge its existence after 25 years. So that's it. I know it was a lot of talking, and you probably fast-forwarded through a lot of that, and I apologize, but I wanted to get that out there. Um, That's it for our podcast. I just want to mention a few things that I'll have on the show notes. Um, There was a cake made in in the style of uh, Skyrim. They called it the Dova Cake, so I'll have the pictures of that on the website. Also, um, Celeste that we talked about earlier from this competing in King of the Nerds, I will post her um, uh, official King of the Nerds uh, page for you to check out. And, yeah, that's about it. So if you want to get in contact with us for any reason, you can do so. Um, best best way is to email us at kvgt04 at gmail.com. Our web- yeah, you know it. Our website is uh, kvgtpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. True that. And we are both on Twitter. Our official KVGT podcast Twitter is kvgtpodcast, at kvgtpodcast. I am at kvgtjeremy, and Patrick is at... You might want to say that again, sir. Oh. I am at kvgtpodcast. No. I am at kvgtjeremy, sorry. There you go. Uh, our official podcast is at KVGT Podcast, and Patrick is at uh, Big Solo Six Four. There you go. Uh, we have the Nerdgasm Network. You can check them out. Although they've been inactive right now, due some due to some behind the scenes stuff going on, but they should be starting up soon again. I'm assuming. Yes, um, I would say within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, they've been actually down longer than us. I think I don't think they did anything in December. No. Uh, but you can find them at NerdgasmNetwork.com, and also the Nerdgasm Network video game series challenge is still going on at NerdgasmNetwork.blogspot.com. Uh, check out ExtraPlay.info for some uh, video re- reviews and such. Uh, we're also on ExtraPlay.info if you want to get us through there. Uh, RPGWeekly.com, 
and No Quarters Podcast at NoQuarters.net, SuperBudgetBrothers.com, and the Intrepid Audio Productions, which we mentioned earlier, is having that uh, sports movie uh, March Madness style tournament coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Their their website is BeyondTheHeadset.co. And yeah, that's about it. Do you have any final words for our audience this week, Patrick? Apologize for my coughing and his cutting out. Yeah, and my, <laughs> that and my nose is totally screwed up right now. I don't know why. So I'm kind of, yeah. All right, well. Attached to your face. We will see you next week. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Have a good week. <laughs>